Trump isn't a fan. You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I have... Oh, sorry, you caught me there. I was just readjusting my mic. Welcome back to another episode of Filmatic. Nabil? Thanks. <laughs> wow, wow, we wow. Very nice, Ben. Very nice. <laughs> I like Ben make a sexy time with his cat. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's great. Great to see you again, Ben. Thank you for that. I let you improv the intro, so I'm really, really impressed with your comedic ability there. And, Thank uh, you. I am I am the uh, resident. Uh, the, oh, the, you're the resident the funny guy. Really? I am the, you're the no, resident I'm the resident funny. theater guy. Chill, okay. Connor. <laughs> All right, funny like guy Joker, Connor. Man. I wouldn't I wouldn't come for your uh, for your title, funny guy Connor here. So, Say another joke for us. Say another one. So we have Casey with this other podcast this week. Um, yes. Right, and and we have. <laughs> <laughs> Who's for some reason trying to do the intro himself? Uh, okay. Then we have Sam Worthington. How, how's it going, Sam? Pretty good, man. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling chill, chill out. Chill. All right. Yeah. I like to hear it. Uh, Evan Lamolier has returned. Hello. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Manny Ray. What's going on? You know, I feel like the Samwise Gamgee. You know, I'm always here for you, man. Thank you, Manny. <laughs> Thank you. It's always great to have one of those in my corner. Uh, and Tenzin Smith, finally. What's up, guys? We've got him on the pod. Hmm? How are First you doing, Tom here? Tenzin? Uh, doing pretty good. I'm excited. Uh, don't know what to expect, but um, let's let's do it. Well, there's gonna be this is this is gonna be you know we got a lot of people. It's been a long time since we had this many people. Uh, hopefully it goes well. I think it will. I think it will. Tonight, as you can tell, we are, will be talking about. Uh, Borat 1 and the newly released Borat subsequent movie film Delivery of Prodigious bar- uh, Bribe to <laughs> American Regime for Make Benefit <laughs> Once Glorious blah, Nation blah, of Kazakhstan That's just one of them and, uh, That, that is true, it's only one, it's only one. Uh, well, So I feel like we can kind of uh, start with the first one and then move on to the second one, uh, that's kind of how I want to do it and obviously I think it, there, there will be some overlap so you know, if you're watching, if you're listening to this Watch both of them. Watch Borat 1 and 2. I think they're both on Amazon Prime. And uh, definitely watch that before you come here. So, before we get started, uh, anyone anyone have anything they want to say about movies? Anything You guys see anything cool this week uh, that you want to talk about? or Anyone else excited for New Suicide Squad? Why are you only for Only for cool new characters. <laughs> is Joker going to be in this one? Yeah, well, no. is Joker in it? Yeah. Joker is, Joker is not in it! What the fuck, <laughs> man? <laughs> He's like the craziest Dang. one. Why can't he be in it? Purple Lamborghini. Purple, purple Lamborghini. Uh, uh, ain't no mercy. Uh, ain't no mercy. You didn't yeah. answer the question. <laughs> I, uh, Manny, you know, I'm excited to see it. I guess more so than if it, if more more so if then there was a, there was a direct sequel to the other one. You yeah. know, this is more of a soft reboot. When is James it coming Gunn. out? Well, when is anything? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. I think I think it was supposed to be the end of next year. But obviously, um, but yeah, you're saying that I'm assuming Manny because there were some uh, images released. I saw some new photos from the uh, Empire magazine. Wow, Empire magazine. Cool. And um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was a quote, but all right. <laughs> Sorry, not quote. Reference. I don't. I don't. Reference. And, uh, oh, citing. Reference. Citing. I'm cutting Called that. Magazine. Out. <laughs> spit it out. Spit it out. So. That's it. <laughs> did you see? Any, were there any? I only saw like there's one of them sitting all on a plane, uh, and then like a group photo. Was there anything you saw, Manny, that was particularly interesting? Just I don't know where they're going with this at all. So I think there could be potential for some <laughs> some good laughter I think and fun. We can make a pretty good guess. Like and it's James Gunn. And yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. It's gonna to be see rated they, R. I'm, I'm curious sure to see it's just gonna handle, be them like how they handle saying this. bad words. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. say say bad word and shoot each other. Uh, but yeah, no. I'm, I'm like I said. Cannot be worse than the last one. So we'll see where that goes. Speaking of Joker, did you guys hear that Jared Leto will be reprising his role once again? <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League coming to well. HBO Max in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause for Joker. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? Is there anything you hope to see? Uh, you know, this is the first movie, I think, ever where there's been... Like, a Joker has been in more than one feature film. Uh, well, so you know, a... I'm just so excited for all the pranks that Jared Leto is going to be able to pull oh, on set. Yeah, I was about to say, you could mail more people dead animals, I mean, use condoms. Well, here's the thing, it's, there is no set, because with this with this Justice League cut, it's fully remote reshoots. Oh, it's just, he's just oh, going to be a green screen. Yeah, well, that's what the USPS yes. is for, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, maybe he'll send a package to Zack Snyder. Package. A bomb. <laughs> He'll yeah. fucking come. He'll come in, in Zack Snyder. I'm <coughs> choking on Kratom. Fuck. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. We'll see where that goes, I guess. I don't really... I think this whole Justice League Snyder cut is kind of a terrible... Or, I guess, like, not terrible. It's like a dirty marketing tactic that's going to work really well. It's not fun to watch, I feel like, yeah. this play out. Anyone? I haven't really heard too much about it. Has everybody voted? Yes. Has everybody voted? Has everybody yeah. voted? <laughs> voted? I voted? Listeners out yeah, there, yeah. all three of you, If you haven't please. voted yet, go to vote.org. <laughs> Wait, see, make a plan to vote. <laughs> it's all over vote. Snapchat. It's all over Instagram. All over YouTube in 15 seconds. Ads. <laughs> You can't open Facebook in a vote ad, all right? So get to voting, all right? And uh, any other voting news you voted? <laughs> Never mind. You vote for? I don't really I, want to put that on here. I don't need like that, my bad side coming out even. <laughs> I'm not saying. I voted for Joker. <laughs> oh, you write him in? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Send in the clowns. Everybody write in Joker on your clowns. <laughs> Hashtag send in the clowns. <laughs> you could put a little prank clowns. in your arms. You could put a prank in your ballot too if you mail it in. So that way whoever opens it gets a nice little surprise. <laughs> Dude, they made a big mistake letting Jared Leto do mail in ballots. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> Anybody have anything else they want to talk about, or should we just cut the cheese? Cut the cheese. Cut the cheese? Who cut the cheese? You guys remember Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yeah, too? that's that's why. I yeah, think. I watched it like I'm once. Cut the cheese. Yeah, yeah. There's a leak. I'm trying to think of another. Uh... <laughs> there's a leak in the boat. Get it? And there's a there was a leak. Oh. I am DB uh... Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball quote. Hot dog. Two. Two. Be like wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actually, there's one Sorry, thing I forgot about. To talk about. Dude, what if they Did call you know it? That? Like... 
What if instead of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs <laughs> 2, they called it, like, Cloudy 2, you know, kind of like a, kind of like, you know, that Journey to the Center of the Earth kind of thing? <laughs> oh, Cloudy 2? Journey 2. <laughs> what does that even mean, though? Journey 2 means something Cloudy 2 doesn't. <laughs> what does Be Journey sure 2 cloudy. mean? It's like you're journeying like to something. Journey? Like oh journey to a mysterious that island. Makes so, that makes so much sense. Yeah, you can't cloudy to something. Whatever. It's like fantastic four stick or whatever. Two cloudy, two meatballs. I'm saying it right here, right now. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um. So one thing I also wanted to talk about. Uh, there was a new James Bond movie that was supposed to come out in April 2020, which obviously did not. And. And. <laughs> And, and what's interesting is that it's being explored uh, to be sold to a streaming service for $600 million. Holy moly. Oh, my God. So Apple and Netflix and other streaming services are exploring the possibility of acquiring this movie. Uh, it's like a bid which war. Is, yeah, which is really interesting. This would be unprecedented and kind of goes back to what we were talking about last time. What were we talking about last time? Uh, about this new era of whether theaters will reopen or not, or oh, streaming is okay. going to take an even bigger hold. Streaming's literally just out. cable. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. haven't cycle. you noticed that? How it's just become cable again? Yeah, because think of it this way: the whole complaint of cable <laughs> is you had to pay for a bunch of channels you didn't want, right? Exactly. You get packages. Yeah. Now you get a streaming service, but you get a bunch of shows and movies you don't want, and you have to get mm. it just so you can get the proprietary ones that they own. Right. So like, it's the same thing. Yeah, and the they're. They're becoming so fragmented where there's like, you know, 10 different streaming services you might want if you want to see just the shows you want to, you know, watch. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of hate it. <laughs> anyone, can anyone explain this? I passed by my cinema the other day and it said that because the New York theaters are closed, our theaters closed. Is that a sort of trend to follow the big, big brands or something? I don't know. I, that's, a, that's a really weird thing. Yeah. I, I don't I understand <laughs> like how that would to go watch my five dollar movies yeah it kind of sucks but here's hoping the, the streaming wars don't take us out the us, us cinephiles you know and like when we're in the theaters and us war files cinephiles <laughs> cinephiles <laughs> all right what's up guys connor here <laughs> what's that background he's like king candy cloudy so with her for those listening on the uh, auditory platforms uh, we had to switch to skype of some issues, technical <laughs> issues, and uh, Connor is choosing to turn his camera on, and he's fully naked. And this is just not true. I don't, I don't know what to do about this it. I'm just gonna. True. It is just, true. It's. Why are you doing this? So, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> disable his video to. Uh, yeah, yeah, just real quick. Thumbnail. Thumbnail. <laughs> I'm literally not doing it. Wait, Connor, can you hit us with a thumbnail pose? So that I can use that your. <laughs> that is going on the Instagrams. All right, uh, guys. Connor, wait. Here? Your dad did what with the dolphin? Oh no! Oh, no! Oh, no. Right. What the fuck? Connor. Uh, <laughs> disgusting. Poor Connor. Um. All right, guys. Let's cut right to the chase. <laughs> Let's talk about Borat. Borat. It's awesome. Cultural learnings of. <laughs> Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, which came out in 2006. As we all know, uh, it's a mockumentary <laughs> comedy film directed by Larry Charles, starring Sasha Baron Cohen, and he plays a fictitious Kazakh journalist who travels throughout the United States to make a documentary 
which features real-life interactions with Americans. Um, this movie was groundbreaking uh, uh, for comedy films and for, I think, just a social on a social level as well, uh, because it exposed this uh, underbelly of America that, at the time, I think, was very shocking. So it was this combination of not only shocking humor, but just shocking material. And I think that that's really what made it what it was. What do we think? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what Sasha's good at, you know, just being so ridiculous that people uh, reveal their deepest thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see that in a lot of his work. Like uh, I was watching Who Is America. I've seen a few episodes. Oh, yeah. Pretty recently, good too. Yep. Um, you know, but I feel like Borat just has like that kind of classic vibe to it that his newer work. Uh, has less of because we've seen it before, but at the time I think Borat was just such a groundbreaking thing. I th- I think what's really cool about it is that um, like I'm someone who personally I hadn't seen um, the full movie until this week um, before we watched Borat two, and I think that you know watching his newer stuff first and then watch going back and watching this it kind of brings you back and shows you that this was kind of, you know, he had a uh, Dolly G show and shit before, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, I feel like this movie is clearly a turning point in him finding like exactly what like sets him apart from everyone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one like the type of comedian he is, the reactions he's able to bring out with people, his ability to stay you know whether it's whether it's like stone-faced and serious when he's making the joke or when someone else says something and mm-hmm. laughing along with them he makes it feel so real yeah just um, his ability to improvise is really impressive yeah you just constantly come up with ridiculous hilarious lines on the fly in response to people saying things you know mm-hmm. i do wonder um i feel like nabil you probably know more about um, the making of the film, but I do wonder how much of, um, you know, so it's so much of it has to be improvised because he's playing off of people. But I wonder how much of it is like scripted. Like, is it just kind of the intro to a scene or? Yeah, uh, Pamela Anderson was in on it for the first one, and she was one of the few, I believe. Uh, obviously, Azamat is um, producer. And, uh, I, feel, I feel as though maybe, like, he goes into a scene kind of having, like, a set goal mm-hmm. to achieve, maybe, so yeah. they can further the plot. Like, obviously, I'm sure they had everything planned out. They knew where they were going to be going and why. But um, I, th- it's just, like, it's such a loosely threaded plot that it's ma- mostly just kind of built up on these, you know, shocking, candid... Uh, experiences like with these you know just very strange people mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah only uh borat azamat lunel and pamela were actors the rest of them general populace imagine i i i don't know how they have the like the bravery to do something like that to go in and just make a complete like fool of yourself to completely just offend the people oh, around to you. Literally pull down your pants and take a shit in front of Trump Tower in the middle of New York. <laughs> or <laughs> like stand in front of a storefront and beat off to the mannequins. Yeah, or even like the more extreme ones where he really has to like go like in he's going like into people's houses and like Oh yeah, yeah. Going yeah. on like uh, 
like the dinner party um oh, <laughs> that yeah, especially must have yeah. been having to you know sit down at a dinner with these people and <laughs> pull all this shit on them like or when he stays at the Jewish bed and breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Throws the money at the cockroaches. <laughs> or the roadie. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I think that that would probably would be one of the hardest. That's the most, yeah. That's crazy. I think we should clarify. Why do we laugh at this? What's the, uh, like, the layers of humor he's trying to get at? Well, on one People hand. People are shitty. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, like I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. No, like he's not wrong. Yeah, no, like that's just p- pretty much the whole thing. Is like people are really shitty a lot of the time. It, I felt like that was a, a majority of the movie. Like the, in within the first scenes of like him on the the subway and he's like doing the kiss and like the dude like goes oh, to yeah, fight yeah, him yeah, and like yeah. chases him out after him just yeah. from like a simple well, interaction like that. You know what I think he's doing is he's creating this extremely racist like horribly behaved character from what in the you know the plot of the movie he's from a third world country coming to america to learn from us but if anything you know it's showing how similar (laughs) we are how horrible we are truly (laughs) in comparison i think a lot of people that you know i've heard and talked to acquaintances and all who are like oh i don't i just don't think that borat is funny i don't i don't like his humor i respect it but I don't like the humor. And I'm like, I mean, I understand that comedy is subjective and you can just not like something. Mm-hmm. But I think that what a lot of people miss is like, or not a lot of people, what some people, I guess, miss is that what he's saying is purely a tool to undress people. And it happens to be fun. You yeah. know, I it's mean, like, I think even ignoring people's reactions, even when it's just Borat talking, his dialogue's still hilarious. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's just well written. It's just it's just really funny. And unexpected. Right. Yeah, yeah, his ability to uh, like kind of tap into a character is is really impressive. Like especially you know with his show, uh, what is it, the the Ali G show? Oh yeah, he's classic. he's he's working with like you know at least three or four different characters yeah. who he can. I don't know. They're all so fleshed out and funny in their own different ways. Yeah, like Borat has this entire backstory that's just ridiculous. Like <laughs> he's he's the son of uh, Bulltalk the rapist, who's also his maternal grandfather, uncle, and former father-in-law. Yeah. Uh, he has a kid named Huey Lewis, who he later changes to Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, Huey Lewis is the one who he shows the pictures to. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's uh, well endowed for being like, 13. And we can't forget Bilo. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and Natalia, his uh, sister. She always told Bilo, you know, no, 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 you can never get this, you can never get this. But then one day Bilo broke out and he got that. He's crazy, crazy. And we all applaud for Bilo. Yeah, I think little things like just his the backstory. Of yeah, his it's characters. Just, it just makes it feel so it's just so funny. Little things like that. And like <clears throat> another thing. Sorry, you go. I, I well, I don't know. I was just gonna kind of change the pace. Well, back to you know we were talking about. I think that addresses the humor very well, but I think that the humor, as we discussed, is used to kind of hit some very important themes, and I think that. Um, what he's kind of getting to and i really liked the point you made evan about like how we really aren't that different 
like we look at someone like this and obviously he's very over the top and he's kind of coming um at things from this like you know this very extreme country right or at least how it's you know yeah. portrayed by his but it's, character it's basically just like a reflection of our, our the people in our own country you know? exactly and it's you know we like to look at other countries and and think so highly of america um as this you know gold standard um when every every country has its flaws and um every country has its own um flawed ways of thinking um and is humor really um, by getting people to open up about themselves allows us to have insight into um, the ways of thinking of a lot of people and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that people are shitty um, it I think that it means that um, people are just flawed and I think that you know certain scenes and I'm kind of going to the second movie also but like his interactions with people are not all inherently bad. Um, he has interactions in which people should not have to show him respect in any way with with how he is treating them, and they still do um, because he, you know he's he's showing with those scenes that there are good people in the world and there are people with good intentions, um, despite being faced with hatred and. Um, vitriol from his character and and something interesting that also points to the character being like a pure fabrication of a bunch of different cultural things is that none of the movies actually filmed in kazakhstan he never speaks kazakh once throughout the entire movie like it has very little to do with the country of kazakhstan yeah he actually speaks hebrew (laughs) and occasionally throws in some polish like, Jag Shamash means, how are you, in Polish, and Chinkui means, thank you, Polish. Yeah, it proves how ignorant, um, like, we are as viewers. Yeah, well, even crazier, in the second movie, um, Tutar, his daughter, speaks Bulgarian, and he speaks mm-hmm. Hebrew. But, like, if you don't know anything about those cultures, to you, it just looks like they're just both speaking a foreign language, you know? <laughs> even though they're entirely different, they come from entirely different uh, linguistic backgrounds. Like, the languages yeah. are not really related at all. I also believe that, um, is it, uh, Azuma? Mm-hmm. Um, he is, speaks Albanian. Yeah. yeah, he's not even speaking, uh, right. Hebrew yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Borat either. Yeah, 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 so Azuma and Borat both speak different languages, too. Yeah, and you just aren't even aware of it because of our own biases and views. It's interesting. I like what you were saying, Ben, about, like, his ability to get people to just, like, open up and, um... Uh, recently there's that uh there's youtube channel it's called all gas no breaks and it's okay you guys know i think you know it's kind of similar to that but (laughs) whereas this guy you know this guy on all gas no breaks he just kind of is just giving them the platform to speak he's not saying anything he's just letting them keep rambling on whereas i feel like sacha baron cohen is like I don't know, he finds, he finds, I guess, people that are just openly expressive, and he kind of feeds into it and, and tries to, like, get them to maybe say things they wouldn't normally say, but, like, I think it's, like, maybe just the, his ability to, I guess, maybe, like, his charisma and ability to get someone comfortable enough to say such, like, <laughs> crazy, horrible things. Well, I think he also takes advantage of um, mob mentality, 
in a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, at the rodeo when he was saying that he uh, wants uh, George Bush to drink the blood of every <laughs> Muslim yeah. man, woman, and child. Uh, or, like, when he does his sing-alongs, like, you know, Throw the Jew Down the Well, or in the second movie when he does the Inject Them with the Wuhan Flu sing-along oh thing. <laughs> and everyone starts going because they look around and they see everyone else doing it, so they feel like they're safe. Yeah. Members, you know? <laughs> and some people criticize that, and I, I know that, like, when that happened um, in June, like, at that rally um, for uh, the second movie, um like conservatives were like no like there was no one actually singing along which (laughs) one if you watch the movie is just not true but also like they're like oh he's just like egging egging people on and like tricking them and it's like you know i i think like he is toying with people but it's people who do not not and it's not even saying like that they you know necessarily like do they believe like necessarily that like we should throw jewish people down right. a well well like, I'll no, say one thing. but they feel comfortable yeah, enough in that situation to go along with something like that which shows that there is an underlying problem with people's way of thinking um it it's not about like pointing out these are bad people it's pointing out that we have a flawed culture mm-hmm. and we allow hate to fester and grow through ignorance and people just being generally uneducated. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Evan, I really like what you said earlier about um basically Sasha Baron Cohen's like ability to get a reaction out of someone, like comparing it to the guy from All Gas No Breaks. He lets them ramble and I think that's a great way to get humor out. But Sasha Baron Cohen lets like <laughs> or like gets his whoever he's messing with to um, basically open themselves up way, even way more and like tell directly to the, like everyone what they're thinking about. And he's his character. He's just so comfortable in his own character. I think that's a really big part of Mm -hmm. how he gets all of, all of the um, reactions that he does. And I think he's a great, like, like really underrated actor almost. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's, um, his improvisational skills are very impressive. Yeah, and uh, I think that even today, I, I don't know if you've seen, like he has a series, The Spy, which is on Netflix. Uh, he's in this new movie called The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, and he does have more serious acting roles following this movie, which are really interesting. Cause they, and they're great. Like he, he is really, he's a really, really good actor. And uh, But yeah, the fact that he's also so uh you know masterful in his improv skills are a testament to why uh you know the borat movies the dictator and if anyone's seen that you <laughs> yeah. know the all of those even though some of them are like uh, you know like quality story wise like what mm-hmm. stays true is like his ability to be really really funny yeah and it's also, that interactive comedy yeah exactly um yeah but Borat 2006 was, you know, it's where it all started. I think we hit a lot of good points. What would um, you say your, like, favorite, your favorite, like, part of the original is? Oh, that is such a hard question. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is. I let's go know, through, I... let's go through each person on that note. I might need to think about that. Start with Ben. All right. Um, Taco rookies. <laughs> what? Do you want to explain yours, Ben? Ben breakfast part? Yeah. <laughs> I don't That's think your I, favorite part? 
I think it's just because it's so absurd as well. It's so out there. It's so messed up that I, I definitely think in 2006 it probably alienated a lot of people. Like, oh, that this is this is horrible. This is horrible. Why are people laughing at this? Yeah, exactly. But it's just <laughs> it's just funny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Even like I don't know, cause like you know I love all these set pieces and they're all so great. But like just the little stuff is where is what really gets me. And I'm I'm not gonna you know we'll get to two when we get to two. But like just when he says like these lines that maybe they're improv, maybe they're not. But he's like, you know, we decide not to fly in case Jews repeat their attack of 9/11. Like just, <laughs> yeah. just like little stuff like here and there. Like that's what really gets me going. Like, like when he says uh, the government scientist Dr. Yumaka has proved that woman's brain is the size of squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> when he's talking to the feminist, sounds so good. Yeah. You are. My favorite. Re- re- <laughs> oh wait, yeah, probably. I would bleep that. Bleep that. That's I don't know. I'm pushing on. I'm pushing there. So. You are a retard. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the first one was the the fight scene and just oh, well, the yeah. fact. Oh my god! Fact, I was, like just I was... so 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 many people were involved in that and like just imagine being in that crowd. You're just like at like a, just a lame ass convention. You're like fuck. This is boring. <laughs> And then two naked dudes come charging in through the back, fist fighting. Like, that shit would be a, the only entertaining thing you saw It's hardly even fist fighting at a lot of points. There's so much, like, homoerotic stuff going on there. Like, the position they the find themselves and, like, in. Oh, yeah. Ass is just oh, yeah. They're in the same position. Into it's ridiculous. <laughs> and he's got the sensor bar down to his knees. He's <laughs> just, like, swinging around wildly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love the black, like, the sensor bar just, so, like, flips around all the time. <laughs> um, and I think, I, actually, that that's funny because I think the next scene, or I think it's the next one, is probably my favorite when uh, Borat goes and gets picked up by that the... That was what I was going to say. The, I think that uh, entire scene... The college guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the Gamecocks. <laughs> and no, then... Yeah, no, I changed my mind. <laughs> They, and then they ask Borat if he's into sports or something, and he's like, I, I like to play this game called When the, when the Snake Ate the Mouse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You take a small piece of cheese and you put it in the hole of your hum, and then the mouse crawls inside. Oh, man. The guy's like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I'll yeah. do it. Fuck, I'll do it. <laughs> and then they show him, like, the Pamela Anderson sex tape. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, those guys tried to sue Sasha Baron Cohen when the movie aired. Yeah, and they just didn't get away with yeah, it. The school backed them, too. Yeah. There were a lot of lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha the people, knows what of, Romania. The people of Romania tried this. Yeah, yeah. Here's something upset. interesting about uh, Kazakhstan as a country even though they weren't, as Tenzin was saying, portrayed, you know, the the makers and the writers did their best not to portray Kazakhstan uh, as its own. Like, they didn't make fun of the Kazakhstan culture. Yeah, it's like a culture. fictional version. Of right. This. But even though, even because of that, like, they they actually got mad about it after the first movie. They banned the movie um, oh, for there's... many years and stuff like that. But rec- today, literally today, they started a new campaign, campaign. for their tourism. And their new slogan... For the oh, campaign, yeah. he's oh, very yeah, so nice. Yeah, oh, Kazakhstan, nice. Yeah, literally today that was announced. So like, and I read an article about it. Basically, like they like they wanted to get ahead of it this time, mm-hmm. and you know there are a lot more younger people now who have now seen the first one and the second one, and kind of had those like yeah had that Western understanding of, right. of our culture, and like 
we're able to tell them like, yo, we should take advantage of this. You know, yeah. like this is something that we can actually profit off well, of. Well, I mean, I heard that tourism to Kazakhstan did go up significantly yeah, after the first one. So like, yeah, it did. Yeah. Even uh, tourism to where they filmed um, in Romania, the parts in Romania went up. So at first they, at first oh, they something. didn't like him, but they started to once they started getting a lot of visitors, which is interesting. <laughs> Um, to go back to our favorite parts of the movie, um, I guess mine would be, um, the part where he's in the church, um, <laughs> and, you know, was... he finds Jesus and is saved, <laughs> because I yeah. think that, one, you know, out of all of the crazy shit in the movie, it, what he does in the movie, it's weird and, you know, discomforting to see, like, that all of, like, this craziness is going around around him, and he's involved in it. But, like, most of that, like, if he had not been there, that still would have happened. There still would have been people, like, fainting and, and crying <laughs> and doing all of this. Like, he didn't cause any of that. He simply walked in well, and played along with it. And it led time, to more. But I think You also that, have to consider the, like, the cameras being there. People do act differently in front of them. I'm pretty that sure true. that... But I'm pretty sure, like, the the thing that they were doing themselves, like, speaking in tongues and stuff, was yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Um, yeah, Which is, coincidentally, you guys know that Amy Coney Barrett is also uh, part of a religion called the People of Praise that also speak tongues. <laughs> so, I didn't even, like, yeah. I honestly didn't even know that was, a, like, I, I thought it was just a yeah. joke, like, a phrase, speaking in tongues. I nope. don't know. <laughs> you know, you learn pretty interesting yeah. stuff about my own country, right? <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, um, I and I think that's a really good point is because people, you know, um, obviously he isn't uh, like he he's not any specific religion. He says he like worships. They worship the big hawk in, yeah. in Kazakhstan. But, oh, I follow but the hawk. I, I think that um, it's making a point about like how we view like uh, other religions, specifically in in the Middle East. Um, mm-hmm. Islam as um, so extreme and having these, you know, bizarre traditions and values, but we have extremist religion in our own country. We just mm-hmm. choose to ignore it and look at the other as um, something that's just more familiar with it, even though it could be just as extreme. When you're exposed to something more often, you don't even question it. Exactly. Right. Um. Well, I was gonna say actually, I kind of I picked another scene that I really like because um, Evan said the one with the USC fraternity boys. Uh, I really like the beginning when it shows just him and his village, and he introduces himself <laughs> and just all of the ridiculous stuff there. It's just I yeah. think that's some of the best writing. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say, I was gonna so say that funny. was my second choice. <laughs> I think that this carries over to the second movie, which I mean, I'll just say it. So I think that. So, you know, yeah, this first one, like you just said, the parts in Kazakhstan are so great because it's like it's also a, a way for him to showcase his writing ability, you know, because that is like a scripted part, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's just it's so, like you said, it's just hilarious. Yeah. And when, when you get this to the second one, it's even better because in the beginning and ending of the second one, you have, uh, you know, like where he's in prison and then he's talking to the premiere and all this great stuff that's just so funny. Oh, yeah, and then he asked for Asimov. Where he can do so many jokes, like in the second one, where he's like, oh, Kenneth West and Johnny the Monkey and all this, like, stuff. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's such a great way to, 
to have fun with material that he can just fuck with, you know? Do you think they filmed those, like, kind of, I wouldn't say expositional scenes, but, like, the introduction to the movie? Do you think they filmed that, like, before COVID or, like, during? Because I I wanted to say, like, one of the things I think the first movie does better is its representation of, like, like it's, it's like, kind of image of Kazakhstan, because I think... I agree with Tenzin that introductions of the first one's really funny of just him walking through the uh, village. Just well, I think the part he introduces like the town mechanic and abortionist and <laughs> the school with neighbor. the kids, they're like guns, you know. I think when you walk oh, through the funny. village in the second one, it's definitely on location probably before COVID. And then the reason probably where they lean so much into the one where it's just like a dark room is definitely like right. during yeah, COVID. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame so. because Well, cuz that was the big plot twist. Right. So it must yeah. Yeah, it had to have been, right. Which we'll get into. <laughs> we'll get into. <laughs> right. Uh, everyone just everyone just say their favorite scenes? Everyone say their favorite scenes? Oh, the first one or the second one? First one. First one. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I already did. That. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So, okay. Well, I have some questions that involve both of them. So let's just move on to yeah. okay. Borat, subsequent movie film. Uh it's uh, what, what do we think? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you guys want to? I like. I like. I, nice. I thought. So first I thing, thought. Should we sorry. give a? Sh- sorry. I mean, you're good, man. Like you can go. I was gonna say, should we give a short summary of the film first? Okay, I'll we start yeah. the review. Yeah. So Borat, subsequent movie film, uh, delivers a prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan, which is the first title, uh, is a 2020 American mockumentary comedy film directed this time by Jason Walliner. Uh, in his first directorial debut, uh, once again stars Sasha Baron Cohen as the fictional Kazakh journalist and personality Borat, and Maria Bakalova as his daughter Tutar, who is offered to as a bride to Vice President Michael Penis. It is a sequel, <laughs> sequel to 2006 Borat. And fun facts: uh, just reading some synopsis stuff that in 2007, SBC actually said that he had fully retired the Borat character and people pretty much put ideas of a sequel to rest in 2007. However, in 2019, he was beginning to get spotted in his disguise and, you know, in the midst of filming all this stuff, which led to speculation. And it was officially announced in September with Amazon studios acquiring the distribution rights in a bidding war. And it was released last week on prime video. Uh, and basically the plot like I said, uh, Borat has been imprisoned to a gulag for life after embarrassing Kazakhstan with his first movie, although he's a celebrity here. And basically, the beginning premise is to deliver the uh, Johnny the Monkey, uh, the Kazakh <laughs> minister of culture. And number one porno star. To President, uh, <laughs> to President Donald Trump in order to redeem the nation and get his new premiere in with the big man in America. And... His daughter uh, plays a role in that, and things just kind of snowball from there. So that's that's the premise going that's into so sad it. He ate himself. I know, I know. <laughs> it was it was a good monkey. He he deserved better. Did you know that they actually showed Johnny the Monkey in uh, an SNL opening uh, skit? I guess is opening like opening thing in 2006 for I... the promotion of Borat. Oh, uh, really? Monkey. Yeah, you see, he's literally, he's like, this is Johnny the Monkey, and he, he's just on his shoulder. 
I watched that, and it, yeah, it was it was pretty cool to see that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, he also shows Huey Lewis, who has the hair on his face, which is carried over to the second. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty cool. I lo- that's another thing. Like you know, we were talking about the the lore that it it all gets carried over. It would be so easy to just disregard that stuff, you know, with this movie, but they didn't. You know, they everything carried over, which was really great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, Johnny the Monkey yes. has his own fan page. It even has a quote from Borat. He says, My favorite television star is Johnny the Monkey. He can ride motorcycle and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Manny actually uncovered something that I think should go viral. I don't know. Manny, what did you uncover? Something about a meme with a monkey? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just going to say my roommate showed me some monkey meme where it's like it's a video and the guy's like, it's like they're just the two of us playing in the background and there's a monkey eating a banana. And the monkey says, have a banana, darling. It's dashing. But it's that same picture. Yeah, so know? basically the picture so they I'm show. I'm curious. Who, who is the original Johnny? <laughs> the picture they show of Johnny the monkey in the movie is this a picture they ripped from a, meme, a monkey <laughs> meme from like probably like 2010, which is like really interesting. Uh, There's a whole list of all the porno films he's been in, too. We got uh, Transsibirsky Express, King Kram in 3D, Comedy uh, Summer, Odyssey 1.0, Angry Snakes on Gypsy Boat, Squirrels Gone Wild, and Transsibirsky Express 2. Nice. That's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, Evan, you were saying something earlier about the monkey. Uh, I think you were commenting that you think that monkey humor would have been better than uh, the... <laughs> the uh, female humor. Than female. Oh no! Right? What you were saying? You're warping my words again. I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that a monkey is funnier than a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying that personally, like upon my first viewing, this could change over time, but I wasn't like entirely a huge fan of the daughter character. What's her name? Tutar. uh, Tutar. I thought she was funny, and I think the actress was very talented. Um, but, it's just, but, I don't know. Uh, I, I, female bad I just, monkey funny. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'm not saying she's, she's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare a monkey and a woman. I'm just saying that I, I personally think, <laughs> I'm not, I think monkeys are funny, and I would have liked to see, actually, I would have actually liked to see some. I, 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 I agree. All right, how about this? How about this? I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not discrediting Tutar from the movie completely. Evan, okay, how about so this? Would you sorry. prefer... Okay, how about instead of comparing to a monkey, we could compare to her, you know, kind of stand in the first movie, Azamat. Would you prefer Azamat have been in the second movie and kind of taken well, on a similar role? They're they're very different characters, the two. Whereas Azamat right, was... Right. I mean, Azamat, let's be honest, like, he wasn't really he was that awesome. important. He was funny, and I, I think he was funny, really good in the movie. He actually had, like, had a statement about why he wasn't in this one. He said that... Yeah. Uh, they came to him like a year and a half ago, and they told him that they were doing a project. They didn't say it was Borat too. I guess I don't know. I don't know why. He doesn't know why either. Whether it wasn't fully formed or for some other reason, they didn't say it was Borat too. They just there's another project that they're going to be doing, a studio that's going to be doing that is going to involve Borat, and they wanted him to come back for not very much money. So he said that he said no. He said if I'm coming back, it's going to be for Borat too, and. Why didn't they just tell Mr. Borat, too? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. But this is what he said directly. I watched a, He did an interview. But... Hmm. And then it, I guess it turned out to be Borat, too. And he just wasn't in it. But... Didn't well, I mean, he was kind of in it. 
You didn't they say they killed him off or something? Oh no, he well, was. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't in a, like, <laughs> in a role. Yeah. He was killed off. He was. He was made into he a was fucking chair. A chair. <laughs> yeah. Was his penis still on it? Like. Yeah. The, yeah. The crumb. And poor Azamat, dude. I don't know. I think that this worked perfectly. Uh, I think I said this to a few people before, but I'll say it again now. Uh, I think that you have to recognize that these two movies have very different goals. Borat 2006 and Borat 2020, uh, not only different goals, but in a different landscape, right? So you have the first one, which is all about, like I, I kind of said this before, I guess, but shock humor, right? It's shocking. It's shocking comedy. And it's also mm-hmm. shocking to undercover this uh, side of America that most people either didn't know about or wanted to disregard or what have you, right? And that was the goal of that first movie, and it worked well. It was very funny. And because of that goal, I think it's viewed more as like, oh, that's a classic comedy film, which it is. But I'm saying it's put directly into the genre of comedy film when it, you could say it has a few more having the social kind of uh, analyzation side of it. And I think that this one goes leagues farther into the social analyzation, specifically with many topics, but specifically with this idea of... Uh, women and feminism or however you want to put it with his daughter right and i think that it could have been done very poorly this could have been really bad it could have just been pure comedy making fun of it or i don't know but i think that what we ended up with the emotional parts and not only gave the story a better narrative structure to me than the first one but also felt real at the same time it didn't feel like cheesy in a bad way but at the same time all the all the all the pure comedy stuff was great like the synagogue scene? Oh my god. <laughs> His uh, right? That I, is absolutely the best part. Was, of. Oh, so, so cringeworthy. Yeah. yeah, wow. He wanted to go to the synagogue for their next mass shooting. Right? <laughs> just wait there. And that's I an just, example I of what I'm saying. Could, couldn't imagine. Like, oh my god. Having to yeah, do that, that. Putting on that horribly offensive costume and walking in and just into someone into a synagogue yeah, into their place of worship and just like trying to offend them and the, the two ladies are just so like wonderfully like they're, they're so nice to him yeah, <laughs> and they're saying, so accepting it's it's wonderful in that situation like he obviously has no idea how they're going to actually respond and you know i think nibby will say something good about that fact check here all right, all right. Hey, were, they plants? Ever... were they plants? No, they weren't plants, but he told plants, one of them yeah. halfway through the scene because she was, like, getting upset or something, so he told her it was just a bit, mm. and then she was on. Oh. I think he might have told them beforehand, but, like, they, oh, they, kinda, they okay. figured out what was going on. Well, the, he told them something to get them in there for the camera, but he didn't tell them what he was going to yeah. do, I think. Like, <laughs> But anyway, that's my point. My point is that this whole movie could have just been that. You know what I'm saying? It could have just been scene after scene of, like, Oh wow, that's shockingly funny stuff that's loosely connected by a very loose narrative. But I think that what we got was better because it it all flowed very well, and you had the emotional scenes, and you had that you had the perfect level of the two. I think. Yeah, and, the and other that's thing is why. Case, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that that's why I think that this. I'm not sure if it's better than the first one for me yet, but it's really, really close. It's really close. I completely so. agree with that. I yeah. like the second one because it provided a lot of room for character development. Exactly. Character, yeah. Which we didn't really get. Yeah. Um, I'll I mean, basically, like, um, like going off kind of what Evan said, or like, I don't know why Evan has this gripe with the uh, with the daughter character, <laughs> but um, I, I thought I thought actually 
the daughter character, um, uh, Tuta or whatever, whatever her name is, like added a like a lot of emotional element to the story that really wasn't there in the first Borat movie. Oh yeah, and it, it was like just more of per, like pure comedy. Basically, like I I agree entirely with what you said, Nabil. Like I think it like basically gives this other element that definitely wasn't there in the first movie. Yeah, and. I think the, the the movies are very different, and and I think they're kind of just you know kind of reflecting how different America is, how different like how how much has changed since two thousand six. Yeah. If anything, I feel like you know our country's just kind of grown more divided, and mm. it's it's a different story for that reason because he can't really just get away with the the right. same jokes as well. It's it's I well, think and that's what. Oh, continue. I I was kind of just losing it as I went on. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that that's what he said. Part of the goal is is that America is much more overt about its racism and about mm. its hatred and about right. the way it is now that he can't bring it up and it's funny. It would just be like, oh, look at that. Look at QAnon. People believe mm-hmm. in QAnon. But I do think that's it. Because you know, it's we- just that. Yeah. There is that precedent already, so there's room to give redemption to some of these characters. For example, I don't remember their names. Jerry and the other dude. Yes, they are super ignorant, but I think he shows in some of these characters that there's some good intention involved, that they offered a hand to this random dude. Then there's Janice, who's completely on the opposite end. There's like She's trying to help the daughter out. Oh, the babysitter. The babysitter. And then there's oh, also yeah. <laughs> there's Brian and that other dude at like the fact center or whatever. You know, They're just doing their thing. There was no exposure there. It was just... I think there was some there's more sympathy involved in this. I think that's a great point because I think why I would say I prefer this movie and like I don't think it's necessary to be like one is better than the other, but I would say I prefer this one because I think it does a great job of attacking the system that results in people thinking this way rather than the first one yeah. um you know going for more shock humor to say look at look at how these people think. This one says, look at the system that makes the people think this way. And I think that um, a, a good way to compare them would be, um, I believe that all art is political. Because when you are creating art, as this movie is, as Sasha Baron Cohen is creating this character and this film together, um, you can make the choice to either make commentary on... Um, the current political climate of America, or you can choose to, you know, dial that back. He obviously dialed it up, I feel like, a fuck yeah. ton. Um, and I think that, you know, if you stay, um, not, I don't think, I'm not saying, like, the first one stayed, like, in the middle. Obviously, it was making a point against still. But I think that um, it's a lot more powerful when you are addressing, as I said, that system as a whole rather than specific people. Like these, you know, th- these college kids and why they why they felt the need to like sue afterwards is because they feel like they're being attacked personally, right? Mm-hmm. Even if that's not what he was intending to do. I think that some people may take away from that first movie, oh, look at these fucking idiot college kids. And, like, how they think and, and how they talk about women and how they, you know... Are women but, your slaves in Russia? <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, coming out of this one, 
I think what I and all of us and, and most people will take away is how fucked our system is that people are even capable of what has brought them to think this way, like specifically with QAnon and with um, the people at the rallies he goes to, and then comparing how those people, how those people, you know, have been altered by the system um, and how people such as the babysitter and the people in the synagogue react to him and showing that what ignorance can do to people and what, you know, love and acceptance and caring for other people can do for others. And and that also drives the character as, I you know, I love, I forget who pointed out the character development of Borat in this one, but the character development of Borat is driven through the character development of his daughter, mm-hmm. which is driven through people, random people who are not, it's crazy. Like, that is the coolest shit ever to me. Mm-hmm. That her entire character shifts because... Of random interactions. Of random interactions, exactly. It's crazy. And that causes the whole shift in this narrative of the movie. Which, like, you know, maybe, maybe they expected people to re- react in that way. And that's what drove them in that direction. But still, you can't you can't script exact things. And like the fact that that was just completely, I just it's it's really beautiful. Yeah. And that's why it comes away as like almost inspiring to me. And in like such a dark time where we are so divided, you can see that there is hope and there are there is good in the world. We just have to fight against that ignorance. Not. <laughs> that, was also, good, just, that was such a good show. <laughs> and also like the improvisations skills of like the scene of the two of them in the car like uh talking about getting the surgery just like going off of everything the other person was saying and like furthering along the character that she was in i was really like exciting to watch mm-hmm. ben i actually like what you said a lot and i think we had talked about this before but um you like basically highlighting when he goes and lives with people during quarantine um and he shows them the book of like i I, I think that's what happens yeah (laughs) and he shows them that book and they're like oh this isn't real oh like this is like no this is not what happens and then they they talk about like QAnon and like conspiracy theories and they're like this is real like we need like we're taking this seriously like Literally, I think that's crazy. Pretty ironic. I love when they you You have onions in this. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Onions. Buddy, buddy, (laughs) you're so. (laughs) That was so good. I love it. Um, (laughs) um, yeah, no. Um, I like when the the plot that is much more you know this is much more narrative than the first one, as we said. I love when those aspects directly blend with the movie, like with the book, for example. It's a very physical thing, like. When he gives it to them and they interact with it. When he gives the book to Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> he looks serious like, "Oh, this is great. Thank you." Wow. Also, awesome. uh, that whole second act of the fact that the, he had a, they contributed to that rally or whatever, set it up so that he can't be taken off stage. Right. Got the two guys to sort of even play into a script, you know, yeah, without yeah. them even realizing. Really? Literally, they, they basically did lines for him. Like, oh, yeah. your father wants you back. Like, that's just so great. That's so ingenious. Like that instead of having another scene where Borat says that to her, 
he made them do it. Like, yeah. That, yeah. It's interesting how he did that because he made them, like, feel comfortable around his character yeah. to a point where, like, they would actually listen to him, right? Yeah. And, like, yeah. in the first film, I don't think, uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't know, like, how... I haven't watched the first one in a while, but I don't know how, like, they really took him seriously. I don't know how, like... But in this movie, some people take him seriously. And some people think that he's, like like normal and just like them and that's the interesting part that ben kind of talked about earlier is just like well the other thing is we're, we're not we're not like that different like people aren't that different from one another no matter where you are um i think one thing that was different with this movie that allowed for sort of a completely like new angle is that he disguised himself so you could see people interacting as they oh, would yeah. with another mm-hmm. american than, you know, them going through the lens of talking to a foreigner. And I think that that provides for a lot of different scenes and uh, reactions that you couldn't really get from the first one of him just in his, you know, Borat costume. Yeah, I actually forgot yeah. about that element. That's a very interesting point. And also, like, just with the daughter being a big part of the storyline, that also introduced, like, a whole new realm of humor that, like, is now able to be put into that movie. Right, because in I think the first added- one... Because in the first one, Azamat didn't really talk to anyone. He was just that kind of supporting character. Mm-hmm. But I think in this one, Tutar was just as main main of a character as Borat. You know, mm-hmm. they shared the spotlight together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I, I don't know, I just think it also like opened up the door to a lot more, like a lot different scenarios. Because like Borat never could have walked into like that, uh, like the Republican convention and told a story about him jacking off. Like he would have gotten <laughs> fucking beat up. Although and tossed that would have been funny though. I would have watched that. I mean, yeah, not wrong, but like he, it, it just wouldn't have gone the same. Yeah, it would have been completely have different. Right, right. Yeah. Or like the part where they go to the ab- when they go to the abortion <laughs> clinic and they get the pastor talking to them, and he talks about how the the baby's inside of her and how he put yeah. it inside of her. And he was just trying to give her some pleasure. It was so fun, dude. Yeah, he like yeah. he like kept Such building that like yeah, like yeah, yeah. up until this like huge joke. I I thought that was hilarious. Like like yeah. I knew, like as soon as <laughs> I saw that, making it scene, more awkward. As soon as I saw that scene, I knew what the joke would be, but it was still oh, yeah. surprising. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still took it in a direction that I thought was really funny and I expect. Just kept laying it on. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, it was great. Right. Let's just, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Rudy Giuliani. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so yeah, Rudy Giuliani, in defense to that movie, is saying what? That, like, oh, I was uh, still taking off my mic? Like, what? I think he said he was tucking in his shirt. I'm gonna read his uh, exact response, but yeah, I think I don't that... know. When I tuck in my shirt, I usually stand up. Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen is a stone cold liar. <laughs> yeah, literally. Bro, didn't he like remove the mic and still have his hand in his pants? So she walked. <laughs> she walked away with the mic, whole wire in the box in her hand, and he kept going in his pants. Yeah, so he's like half his arm down So his. He says that he was tucking in his shirt. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that so, is a more reasonable excuse, but I still don't know if I buy it. His, oh, I don't. I buy just it. don't like how he like grabs her when they go into the room and like. Uh-huh. Yeah, he pats her on the like side of her waist. Like that's not appropriate. Right, especially when uh-huh. she's the whole time just talking to her. Yeah, like he doesn't know her age. Oh, and she's playing it up, and she's like playing it up too, and like touching oh, his she leg. Plays it up so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, uh, his official <laughs> statement is. The Borat video is a complete fabrication. I was tucking in my shirt after taking off the recording equipment. 
At no time before, during, or after the interview was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he's a stone-cold liar. In fact, the New York Post today reports it looks to me like an exaggeration through editing. As soon as I realized it was a setup, I called the police, which has been noted in an article on July 8th. I mean, I feel like you could say it was an exaggeration, but to say it was a complete fabrication and it was through editing, like, I don't know, it didn't look that true. No, here's the the biggest problem with it, is that, you know, Rudy Giuliani can say all he wants that he did nothing inappropriate, but, like, and and I'm not going to claim to, like, have this, have come to this exactly, like, but Sacha Baron Cohen says in an interview, Nabil and I watched, like, if... He believes that any of that that happened in that scene, especially towards the end, was appropriate. Like, it's not about this situation. It's about how people in those positions of power and how possibly Rudy Giuliani has acted in situations with female journalists or people below him in in lower positions of power um, and how he treats people like that and uses his power and influence. Yeah. I feel like that's what well, he's making a point about. Like, and I feel like that's what makes it most disgusting to me because it's mm-hmm. like if imagine if like you know this is this is a this is a movie, all right? She has a whole crew with there and she has um as like uh Sasha notes in um that interview also like he was in like a a hideaway spot in the hotel room the whole time, ready to come out. out. Yeah, like she knew that nothing was going to happen because there were people there to protect her. People who have potentially been in this situation with people like Rudy Giuliani or other people in this in this administration and similar administrations don't have that same that same understanding that they're going to be okay and. Sasha like, came in and stopped it. Like you, we don't know where this would have yeah. gone. And it's That's like the scary it's, part. It's not like it's he was wrong. going to like let it continue, like for content yeah, for a movie, like let her be sexually assaulted to show. Oh, look, Rudy Giuliani sexually assaulted someone. <laughs> like the he doesn't have to do that to make the point he's making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people are completely missing this. And yeah. if, it's, if it's this easy for a comedian to entice a politician like this, what's to say that, you know, a foreign government can't do something like this and create or have blackmail on a politician like Russia, you know, yeah. for example, with Rudy Giuliani, it's like, I don't know. It's it's pretty. Well, yeah. It's, and Nabil, talk about um, talk about his daughter. Thing. The character and his daughter with the relationship to the the media that we were talking about, Nabil? Uh, that his, his daughter, up until like two weeks before Trump got sick, literally took a tour of the White House and is viewed by, you know, this administration and Donald Trump Jr. as a legitimate conservative reporter. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, she, oh, met, so cool. she met Donald Trump Jr. They did an interview, right? I think, that they filmed. Yeah, yeah they and didn't, this wasn't was, in the movie, though. Was, it was months, like really recent. Was yeah. months after the movie was filmed. It's like and it's like she long. she was able to get into all of these inner circles. So what does that say about how compromised these situations are? Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of good points there. I was yeah. gonna say one thing. Um, I find it interesting how 
the whole reason for that plot point of her getting plastic surgery is because Rudy Giuliani previously bragged <laughs> about having an affair with a large breast. <laughs> so that's oh, another sorry, example of like, those outside oh, factors being able to influence the plot, and it still works in such a cohesive way. You know, I like that when he comes in as the sound guy. Uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani is married to his second cousin, so he's like, you know, you should stick to marrying your cousins. Like, or something. <laughs> that was really fun. And he doesn't recognize that there's anything wrong there. Well, yeah. And he's he, like, looked, yeah, he definitely looked heated after. He looked pissed after he said Oh, that. yeah, he for it, sure. Which means that he was just trying to fuck, but I don't know. Exactly! <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, if someone came in and was like, oh, you married your cousin, huh? Like, I think as a politician, or as anybody, you would get mad and get up and say, what? You know? Well, like... Yeah, well, there's actually this crazy, there's a crazy story about, I was listening to, uh, it was like a, it was an actor's round table um, with Sasha Baron Cohen on it, and um, it's a it's a pretty long story, so I don't explain it, but in, like, Who is America, um, he was trying to get an interview with Ben Carson. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Are you talking about the one where he's with, like, uh, Jim Carrey, and they're all sitting around? Is that yeah. The one Don yeah. Cheadle? Yeah, yeah, it's a great... Yeah, I saw that, a, like, two hours ago. Oh, it's so good. It's so interesting. Have to see it. Um, I really oh, recommend yeah, it to anyone. It's um, The Hollywood Reporter. It's, like, an hour-long um, roundtable with a bunch of comedy actors, and they all talk about their inspirations and views on acting and comedy. And Sasha tells a lot of good stories about um, Bora and about, um, specifically at this time, he was, like, press running who is america i guess um but he talks about like uh being in washington dc um trying to get this interview with ben carson in a hotel um he talks about like everything involved with like uh the secret service or like um he basically his his cover got blown in this um in this interview with ben carson before it was about to happen and like as Ben Carson was stepping into the room, they were like, we're going to take him away. And then they told, like, everybody in this hotel, they were like, be on the lookout. And he was disguised for this. And then he was, like, moving from room to room, hiding from the Secret Service. And they were, like, following him around, blocking different exits and everything. And I think that just shows, like, how dedicated he is to it. Mm. But also, like... um, I don't, the fact that he even was able to get that close to a actual secretary of the executive branch of our federal <laughs> government is fucking insane. Like, it should, he, he should not have been able to get that far. Seeing right? Rudy Giuliani on there even just felt fake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was I crazy. had to, like, convince myself it was real. It was like, whoa. I mean, he got the very, like, direct attention of Michael Penis. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. That, too. I'm only going to refer to him as Michael Dennis from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Ben, coming coming back to kind of what you said about, I don't know, it's like, I think, that, well, this film does a lot of things, obviously, but it it honestly shows this, like, spotlight on how, like, the, like, upper echelon, specifically politics and the upper echelon of politics acts. And when, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but when it was, when they were at the, like, ball um, the debutante ball, 
Oh, where he's the guy yeah. to that guy, bucks. and he's like, he's like, like five hundred. Yeah, uh, and and his daughter reacts to and it, his, and his daughter reacted, and I was like, oh my god, like, yeah. and I had to rewatch it. It was just powerful because the daughter was just like, you're fucking mm-hmm. gross, <laughs> like, yeah, like, you're fucking yeah. disgusting to it, like, and it's just yeah, like, that was wow, like a real moment. Yeah, that, it was really real and really powerful, and kind of show like shows this spotlight on that uh, on that like interworking and like how these people yeah. actually view um, their own, like, children and, yeah, <laughs> and the yeah. community they belong to. That's the to. kind of stuff so you like, can't uh, get from scripted film, too. Yeah. I hate to take it away from Borat again, but uh, another thing with Who's America, I just wanted to know if any of you all have heard about this, um, because, like, it's, it's a common conspiracy, but, like, he's actually... Um, so, basically... During the filming of Who's America, he had this um, segment where he was in a Las Vegas hotel and was, like, booking a room and was talking to a concierge. Um, And he was talking about, like, uh, disposing of, like, a, a, like, a teen boy's body or something. Which character? I I don't know which character he was. Um, I I don't know the full situation. That's probably true. Um, but, you know, and he's, he recognizes, like, you know, he makes that joke, and then he starts going deeper and deeper, and this person is literally talking to him about how, you know, maybe this concierge is, like, making all of this up, but why would he to a random person who he doesn't know is, you know, so he gets him talking about, like, purchasing young boys and all of this stuff. And then he reported that to the FBI and showed them all of the footage. And he, the, the concierge specifically mentions, like, working with actors and, um, like, high-ranking government officials. And the FBI decided to not look into it because uh, they dismissed it as, like, oh, this this guy, you know, doing this crazy thing. But I, I think it shows he's he's a very, like... He's a comedian, but he's covering serious topics and getting himself into serious shit. Um, and it's kind of crazy that that's like, you know, that's a big conspiracy right now with Epstein and everything, which it, and Kevin's Kevin Spacey, which is oh, when he ships the film. off the, the boys yeah. to them at the end. Yeah, and um, you know, it, he's I don't know. I just thought that was crazy. Um, didn't know if y'all yeah, heard about that. Up. Yeah, I heard yeah. about that. I mean, there is some stuff on the show that is similar um but obviously isn't that like dark uh Mm he didn't even he didn't even air that on who is america because he said it was too dark and just turned it over to the fbi that's crazy yeah dark of such baron cohen man Mm kind of messed up they didn't do anything about that yeah i wonder why oh (laughs) i know starting to get into conspiracy territory (laughs) i don't think that I don't think that Sasha Baron Cohen would lie about that in an interview. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like I don't know. Uh, there was like another segment on the show, kind of similar, where he was just talking to some guy, and it was on the show. Where he's like, "Yeah, I need a boat, and I want to like like shoot refugees from the boat, like near <laughs> the water. There's always like it's like there's always Syrian refugees in the water uh, where I take my boat, and the guy's like telling him how he would do it, and like." It's kind of like in the first also film. like traf- also like trafficking women like yeah. which boat has the most room to traffic how many women and yeah yeah it's like crazy well that's like a recurring joke I saw in both of them in both movies Borat talks to someone 
who gives him detailed information on how to kill as many gypsies as possible. Like in the first one, he asks... Uh, no, how, car dealership. Yeah, the car dealership. He's like, how fast... Uh, no, he says, how many gypsies could I kill with this car? He's like, well, sir, that depends on how fast you're moving and how... And, like, where they are. And he's like, well, uh... And then they go into it detailed, and the guy's just completely going along with it. And then mm-hmm. in the second one, he's talking about, like, I think, uh... What was it? Like a propane tank? It's a propane tank. Yeah. yeah he's like, how many, how many gypsies can I blow up with this? And the guy's just giving him advice about it. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah, that's just, like, the trademark, uh, Sashburn. Yeah, and I, I love... I love listening to him talk. I just, like, I'd recommend, like, if listeners are, like... Um, interested in in these movies, you know, you watch them, you listen to this podcast. Um, I think it's great hearing him talk about um, his strategy for, uh, not his strategy necessarily, but just like how he views comedy and um, it's, it's just really interesting to hear how he, you know, as we've been talking about, goes deeper and deeper, but, but why he does it and how he goes about it, like it happens so naturally because he doesn't know what's going to come next, so he just pushes slightly to see like what he can get out of them next. And then they some sometimes people just want a platform to be able to speak. So yeah. they'll just let it out. But, you know, I think sometimes it uncovers these deep rooted, very like uncomfortable things. Which, like, I, I just haven't seen anyone else be able to do. Um, very interesting. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I highly recommend people check out Who is America. Check out the Ali G show, the classic, that introduced his three most famous characters. And I, I want him to bring Ali G back. I, I yeah, that'd know be good. That it's a little bit of a different time, but I think that you could spin it the right way. I'm sure he would be able to, you know? Like, I don't know. But, yeah. Anybody have any other thoughts? <laughs> Sounds like my Zoom class. <laughs> I think it would be. I think it'd be really funny um, to just have Sasha Baron Cohen come up to you and like be in that situation. Sometimes I think about what I would do if he if if I saw that happening. <laughs> and I feel like honestly, um, I think I would recognize him even if yeah, he's in disguise. Yeah, I feel like he's pretty I feel like it's pretty easy to especially tell when accent. one of those yeah like, especially the accent costumes. and he, he just still has a very distinctive face and i can still tell kind of even when he's in disguise you know but it's like yeah. what would you do would you say crazy off the wall stuff and just go along with it i think so I you ever think, see that clip of i think like we that, all like to think there was that one gun shop it was for who's america and like obviously he set it all up already he was going in as like i don't know what character it was mm-hmm. and the guy's like you're bar you're borat you're borat <laughs> he just had to run out he couldn't do it so. <laughs> I wouldn't let it on though. I would just like kind of. I don't know. I think that'd be fun. But then people might get the wrong idea about you though. Yeah. Like if you say some crazy stuff, people are gonna think that you're actually serious. I think to. I like to think we all think we would, but I think the moment you would realize that you would be like, oh shit, it's you. You know. I think you would yeah. be so. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you could play along with it, and afterwards you could be like, hey Sasha, I know it's you. I was playing along. And then he wouldn't use any of it. And they he wouldn't would. use it. But I think it would still be yeah, fun. And then he wouldn't put it in the movie. I, I would still like, ironically just, just fucking, have them doing that. We just wasted an hour and a half filming with this piece of shit. You could have just told us. <laughs> what do you think you of that the You let Sacha Baron Cohen, like, stay in your house for five days. <laughs> and you're just like, oh yeah. That was cool. Uh, what do you think of the ending, everybody? <laughs> the coronavirus ending. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the ending... 
I thought very well tied the movie into like current times without being like too up in your face about everything. I guess is the way I would say it. I thought it was perfect. I was I dying laughing watching it. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just the perfect amount of ridiculousness, <laughs> and also like I, I just don't know if it like you said it just fits so well. I love Tom like, Hanks scene. I like the Tom far, Hanks part. Or? Oh, Fortis the Gums, Fortis the Gums, the autographs. And then, like, re- reusing different parts, like, probably before they even knew it was going to happen, he, like, goes back to, like, him coughing on, like, <laughs> like, 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 catching that, like, one clip of, like, Rudy Giuliani coughing. I just, I just liked how, like, they had, <laughs> it just, it fits so well because, like, I don't know, they... It's not like they planned, obviously, for that to happen at the end. So I, I wonder, like, what the original ending would have been. I know, Nabil, you said maybe it would have had before. You said um, it maybe would have had something to do more with, like, Jeffrey Epstein, because that's a joke that's I think it definitely brought up throughout. But I think it definitely would have leaned more into Epstein, just because it fits the kind of humor that he goes for. Mm-hmm. And probably just Epstein, maybe some more MAGA stuff, you know. Uh, it's, it's tough to say the, you know, thank God for the virus, but, you know, like, <laughs> I think that the virus, the virus work happened to work really well and made the movie probably maybe better than it would have been. Who knows, obviously, but it worked out really well. I think a Jeffrey Epstein would have been, like, really funny, like an ending with Jeffrey Epstein where they, like, I don't know, I thought the plot twist was really cool that they, and they did it in such, like, a, like, a cool way. It was, like, such a short amount of the movie. Um, that ending was just really like compact and like fast paced. But like if they did that with Jeffrey Epstein, it would be kind of funny. Like I don't know exactly how they tie this into the plot, but they could do like like the nation of Kazakhstan like assassinated Jeffrey Epstein or some like some <laughs> stupid thing like that. Like Maybe he escaped thing. to Kazakhstan and he's there. Yeah, they have him in prison there at the. <laughs> yeah, no, like, at the beginning, they could have Borat oh, alongside him. That would have been really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I like when he realizes it, and he's like, Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you saying something, Manny? I said Fauci. Fauci? Oh, the running of the Karen. Oh, my God, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was, oh, my God, I was like, I'm watching the school board meeting. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> but, uh, a little Sarasota joke. All right. I think that actually does, like, obviously it's a very funny scene, but it does... Um, kind of bring it full circle. Like, obviously, I, I don't think there's gonna be a, a fucking Borat three. I feel like they accomplished what they needed to at the moment. And I think that showing, kind of going from the um, obviously like shocking ridiculousness of the running of the Jew to the running of the Karen shows the exact point he's making about how fucking insane american society is too like that is just as crazy probably crazier because it's more bounded in realism than yeah, the running of the like Jew. caricature of anti-semitic ridiculous things yeah, yeah. and then the, these are this is how america actually is and this is how we're seen by so many people around the world unironically and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's agree. that's what's oh, so, really. yeah. It's it's master masterfully constructed. It's just 
It's a good roast. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, favorite scenes scene from Borat 2. Oh man, favorite scene. It's gonna be rough. Let me think. I thought the scene when um when Tuta is speaking in like the feminist conference where she like. <laughs> Yeah. Like talks about how she like like read this book and like her like her father has convinced her basically that she would die if she did this and then she just like and just like the look of like disdain and like disgruntlement on people's faces is so funny and just like how awkward that scene mm-hmm. really is but at the same time it's a just I think it's an just ingenious comedic like portrayal of like like puberty in a sense and like like I don't know. I guess like feminism too, which is interesting. I like I think, the. Uh, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just gonna say I like the synagogue scene. It's mm. just funny. I was gonna say we're all. I was gonna say we're all gonna say the synagogue gonna, scene. Yeah. So, so I, I'm gonna say some other ones. Okay. Uh, right after the feminist thing, when he's fighting with her outside of in front of the Uber, that might be one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> Leading so into the because that's what's so great about it. It's like his lowest point his lowest point in his character arc leads into that fucking scene is insane <laughs> like yeah. i just found out the holocaust wasn't real <laughs> i got yeah. the only book i need facebook <laughs> <laughs> what about when uh, <laughs> what about when tutar arrives and like he, the guy like there's the guy who, like ships the, the crate to borat and he like opens up yeah yeah he opens up the crate tutar's in it <laughs> johnny the monkey's dead sadly <laughs> and um <laughs> that was insane and the guy just helps like hammer back <laughs> shut <laughs> yeah, that guy might have been an actor i don't know no don't way know. dude no way I, he I actually just imagine hammered that. someone into a box. <laughs> Definitely actor. It's kind of like, um, kind of like I feel like there's another scene similar to that, like in the first one, where the guy gives him his telegram that his wife died. By your retarded bylaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, they were attacked by a bear, <laughs> yeah. and they were violated and broken. And then he high-fives him. And then I think... Uh, also in the second one, there's the guy who keeps sending the faxes back and forth, yeah, the yeah. Kazakh government. It's just um, awkward, like, I don't know, is, is that my job? <laughs> okay, one thing me. that I especially loved about, like, the scene in front of the Uber, where he's you know, arguing with Tuda, is, like, they waited until the Uber driver got there to film, made <laughs> him stop, and he had to watch this entire, like, interaction. But then, they just don't film him at all. Like, he's not in the movie even a little bit. So the entire purpose of that scene was to fuck with that dude exclusively. Yeah, yeah his car's just a prop yeah. that they're on either side of. <laughs> well, yeah, and that dude just now has a prop. that he memory. He is a prop. Like, what? Yeah. Just a funny, like, editing and cinematography, like, choice. Just to... <laughs> Like, cause we we as the viewer, the like we realize they're just literally standing in front of this guy's car for five minutes. I gotta say, the, the soundtrack, both original and the covers, went off on this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. when he's getting like the news agree. that he's gonna get executed, and like all the little, even all the little moments where it's just like, hey, uh, you know, like it's, it's <laughs> so great. Soundtracks are hilarious. It's, I just so listen perfect. to them sometimes. They're pretty yeah. fun. The songs, Magic Mama Liga. Oh yeah, yeah. That's such <laughs> by awesome. Corky Buchak. <laughs> oh, Bing Bong. I like bing very bong. much Corky Buchak. Bing Bong. Bing, 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 bing. bong. 
What about the uh, debutante ball? The, I didn't. They do the period dance. Yeah. Yeah. That just was. That just was so like cringe. Like I cringe <laughs> so hard. I like couldn't look at it. it was <laughs> that perfect. was perfect. I think the whole point you're, was you're so watching, watching, the whole point there. Was, like, yeah, that's, that the was, point. that's what a debutante ball point. is. It's crazy. What about the plastic surgeon dude? You're oh, <laughs> the plastic. Oh. You make sex attack on me? Would you? Would you sex attack me? Would you sex attack me? Her father wasn't here. If your father was not here, Dude, his life is over. <laughs> life yeah, is over. that guy's He's not gonna be absolutely this much. Longer. Yeah, what? How? Do, why do you even like? What makes him think that that's okay? He is a, from Texas. He's like, he has a camera in front of him. Yeah, he has. <laughs> there is a obvious camera in the room. Like I don't they're, understand. Yeah, they're clearly filming. Like I'm sure he you know. I think he he knows that, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just, he just I literally really didn't of, see it as bad. That, I mean, I feel like I, that's even less believable, though. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's just crazy. Like, I feel like it's more reasonable that he yeah, exactly. an actor where he knew it was Sasha and he played along. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's I just hard so. I, to I, think that, around it. I don't know. I said this to someone else, um, but, like, I trust Sasha Baron Cohen enough where I think that for those kinds of things where there, if there was additional actors uh given past projects and given the way that he is i think that it would be disclosed in some form if, yeah, if for example the plastic surgeon was an act i think it's cheap it's, it's very it's something that's too cheap and for that to be the whole joke because when he right. does use actors it's very very clear. it's for the it's a very concise purpose it's right. usually exactly i mm-hmm. they're like well i think that maybe that. yeah and well i think that maybe they can you know there's been instances where he's like oh we're filming something but it's for something else like that's that's whatever you know that that's necessary to film you know but yeah but like what could they have possibly told him that they were filming that he thought it was okay to say that well Mm -hmm. i I don't know it's just i'm just actually curious like that specific scene and he never reveals that stuff like Mm -hmm. people ask him all the time yeah. And I think that's like he um he never reveals like how he gets people specifically to sign off on things mm-hmm. because he doesn't want people to know how to avoid that in the future, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Yeah, makes you think. Like, I wonder how much didn't end up getting into the movie. Mm-hmm. Because that's true. You know, well, I mean, you never know how much was one cut. had like four hundred hours of footage. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! I feel like I was just probably had so much more. Because Brett, yeah. he gets constantly recognized. Yeah, so they right. probably had to oh, cut yeah, so much I'm sure that, like, that originally they were playing on having it be a completely different way. And then it seems when like, he started yeah. getting recognized, we're like, oh, shoot. And it just becomes uh, part of the joke of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How impromptu it all They're all chasing him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I realized I was a famous. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is the funniest Borat <laughs> Because it's inaccurate. <laughs> Are we gonna all do our Borat impressions? Are we gonna all do our? Let's let's get one to feel. Let's get one. Check smash. Yeah, go. No, it has to be natural. It has to. Be, you can't make me come. Can't come yeah, no, it's tough. Go. I told I'll give it to you in person. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh, Jews will not replace us? Oh. <laughs> Dude, I cannot believe she did that. That was probably one of the most like. And they left the whole. That's I love. It was beautiful. They left the whole shot of her writing it out in there. That was so like like yeah. you had to sit. She didn't even hesitate. 
it was just it was dead. And uh, for today's giveaway, all you have to do is comment, Jews will not replace us on our Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs> that would be so funny. No. That would be so funny. <laughs> just kidding, don't do that. I mean, do what you want. I... Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll even just like... do you, man. No, but, uh, oh yeah, that reminds me, the giveaway for this week, we're postponing, I realized that going to really hurt my dvd collection if i give out a dvd a week so we're going to kind of extend it we so can start the, giving the, from my dvd collection gives it back does she still have it yep it's still in her office wait she's, the, she's, she's not, not there, there anymore, anymore. <laughs> oh well wait, it's, a, it's in her new office no, then she, 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 she brought them all with her. <laughs> just in case tenzin comes back for them yeah hate to break it to you your movies are likely in the trash. In the trash? Probably. That's what I'm thinking. You think they'd at least, like, library. donate no. them? Put them in the library. Library. I'm going to book library. Definitely library. Dude, if I Dude, go to the definitely library. <laughs> they put a little the school tier. library? It's exclusively library tier. It's the exclusive <laughs> library. I, I don't think a lot of those tiers. movies would be in the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why? They're not going to just throw, like, Borat into yeah. the school. Some third graders gonna be like, oh, what's this? If they showed Borat hey. to kids in high school, I think they hey, should. Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny, what are you. We all watched it when we were in high school. It's like legitimately like good social uh, like social commentary. Yeah, seriously. Commentary. Uh, but okay, like, it's not appropriate, obviously. We like, watched this in like high school. We probably didn't understand the social commentary as much. I mean, uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't I bad, understood. Though. Yeah, dude, That's I was pretty nice funny. Like, I thought the. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Manny. All right, and on that. <laughs> I think the. Where were you going with? <laughs> Once again, I'm not getting canceled today. I've avoided it like, a good enough <laughs> times on this. <laughs> Getting a cancel one of these days, man. Hey, it's probably gonna be like on the like Scooby Doo podcast or something. <laughs> Scooby Doo podcast? Are we gonna do a Scooby? Anything is Austin Powers podcast. I've been doing Dude, some okay. research on yeah, the Scooby Doo next... cinematic universe. Manny, I know you're gonna uh, rejoice with me. Next episode, we're going to do Austin Powers trilogy. It's gonna be good. I am so excited. <laughs> oh. Still not getting canceled, but yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we're gonna rewatch it. Rewatch It'll be him. fun. Sadly. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, let's let's rewatch it together, guys. Let's, let's do a virtual. Re- <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm excited, I've guys. It should be too. All right. Two I've also never seen. Oh, this is gonna be. Fuck you, Connor. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm nice joke. Right. Yo, Evan. Get muted. Yeah. Do you think that Johnny the Monkey record is at Daddy-O's in the XX section? <laughs> you know yeah. it is. You know Daddy-O got that shit. Oh, he has it behind the Johnny the Monkey. They're side by side, you know. Two best. Give me, give me s'mores yeah. by singing prostitute Britney's spear. <laughs> <laughs> um, seventy-eight RPM, like this album record. jacket design is by artist Alex Day, <laughs> who is not to be gypsy or Jew. <laughs> so, right. with the uh, discussion, uh, so, yeah. giveaway with the giveaway extension, uh, again. <laughs> Uh, all you have to comment to enter the giveaway if you didn't last time uh, on the newest post is to comment Jack Shimash and uh, you'll be entered into the giveaway, May which is still. Yes, please. How many people have um, entered so far? Is there a reason? 
You know, I can't. It's hard for me to disclose that information. Uh, All right, Sasha. Okay. (laughs) I can tell you that it's between uh, negative three and (laughs) positive two. That's what I can tell you. Um, Which means that no one listens to this podcast. Which is, which is, you know, honestly, maybe it's uh, for the better. They won't hear. He'd be so. They won't hear Manny. I haven't said anything. Yeah, okay, yeah guys, I won't hear Manny right, cancel right, himself here's a, here's a, every you know single what? podcast. This is a reminder to tune into the last podcast when Manny said <laughs> 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 hmm. Fun fact, if you go back two or three episodes, you hear Manny bleeping a lot, a lot of bleeps. Um, hmm. He's not so, saying the F word, and he's not saying... What did I say? <laughs> another word. <laughs> That's when you asked me to go back and remove, like, seven things you said. What was it? What did I say? Something. Don't. What movie was it about? It was an interesting word. You know, it's like... I don't even know, man. It's like how you say... but (laughs) (laughs) This this all needs to be bleeped. Yeah! (laughs) 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 Just a one minute long bleep. (laughs) Bleep that shit. Bleep that shit. Are we we done? Yeah. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I think we're. Hey, well, let me. Hey, it's, I'll handle hey, we the show. Do... Let me handle the show. All right. We gotta do an outro. Right. Hold on. Um. So yeah, that's the giveaway. And you know, last but not least, I want to hear everybody's rating out of ten of Borat's subsequent movie film. I'll call on you one by one. Can we do both Connor, Borat starting with you. Sure. So both uh, starting with. Wait. Okay. Both Borats. Okay. Uh, the first one, I will give a solid eight. Uh, only because the second one I feel deserved a nine, one higher than the eight, but neither was a perfect ten. Okay, and uh, next up, let's do Manny. Listen, so I have to be true to the scripture as I have posted. I right now I, I think I have the first out of uh, like a three out of five on Letterbox. That might change if you guys are interested. Follow me. Um, I don't remember my name, but this new one has a three and a half. Morty Smith lover, and you know it. <laughs> Literally, his name on Letterboxd is Morty Smith. (laughs) You know that's your name. I know. (laughs) Man, he just gives in. I I know. (laughs) You think I was going to ignore that? (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I guess you could do Letterboxd. You could do out of five or ten. I guess you could do either. Uh, Tenzin, what do you want to say? Okay, so the first movie... I'm going to give it a 10. It's a movie that holds a lot of personal significance for me. I think it's one of my <laughs> favorite comedic movies ever. Just absolutely hilarious and never makes me fail to laugh. I think the second one I need a little more time to digest because I've only seen it once. But based on my initial viewing, I want to give it an 8.5 because I think it was very true to the original yeah. while introducing a whole new different angle to it. But it's something that um, I think might grow on me over time, just as the first one did too. Right. I respect that. Sam Worthington? Um, I'm going to go and give like both of them a 9. I think both of them work really well in uh, different ways, but if I were to like pick a favorite right now, I would probably give the second one like a 9.5. Just mm-hmm. like like I thought it was ingenious. I need to watch the first one a few more times though. Yeah, that's fair. Ben Casey? All right, I'll do a letterbox rating. <laughs> um, I still got to put it on there, but uh I'm going to go with four stars for the first movie and a 4.25 wow. for the second. 
That's not an option on litter box. Yeah. <laughs> that is an option. Oh wait, point two five. Oh, wait, my box user. There's no fuck. Okay, we'll give him four point five, bro. You don't use letter box. Cinder files win today. Fuck me, dude. All right, Evan. Um, let's see. The the first Borat man, Tenzin and I have watched that one so many times together. So it holds like. Really, that's, uh, what, that's what I'm saying. It holds a lot of value, you know, in my heart. I'm gonna give it probably. I'd give it like a nine out of ten. I think and it's really when I say funny. it's a ten, it's really I don't enjoyable. Think, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I just think it's a movie that, personally, to me, will always be one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. it's something that just I I just love, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of grew up with. And it, I think it's you know very rewatchable. It's still very funny today. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say i will give it a nine. And I think for this newest one, I mean, I, I've only seen it once, and I just, I don't know, it was like a few days ago. I think I should probably rewatch it again. I would give it probably like a six out of ten on my initial viewing. It was all right. <laughs> but I think um, after talking about it a lot with, you know, you all, especially a lot of the stuff Ben Casey had to say, I think he had some really really good points he really dove into the the themes of the movie and my podcast yeah it should be i'm actually serious um Wait, what I'm, i like a lot of the things that Beale said um i think that um yeah rub you know, it in okay <laughs> all right no i really do i like talking with all of you about movies um i think that and Nabil bringing us together for this. I'm very thankful. Thanksgiving coming up, guys. Um, you know, maybe we'll Oh, yeah, you know what we're going to be watching for Thanksgiving? Oh, cool. Uh, fucking uh, the what? killer That's turkey three. movie, the Thanksgiving. Awesome. Three towers. Talking about Tower Heist, baby. Come on. Where you guys been? The Tower fuck Heist. is that? Whoa. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Manny said, will you shut up, man? Which I thought was very funny, but then Evan came in with that one, two, bra button, which kind of... Thank you for the, for the you know... Bruh, Alice three hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Tower Heist is great. We'll talk about it. I, I'm not going to... Uh, Tower, Tower? Is that the one with Ben Stiller? <laughs> yes. yes, Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy. Come on, bro, where you been? This That's a like, funny-ass movie. It's very Two funny. Paul Russ's older brother Tower was watching Heist. that once. <laughs> it's underrated, but we'll get to that another time. Uh, my rating, I was going to do letterbox, but I'm not totally adapted to that rating structure yet. So. It's all right, I'm not either, Nabil, and I went for <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Matthew, Matthew Broderick is the inside man in Tower Heist. Oh, nice. I'm just going to say. Dude, he <laughs> it says on this poster I'm looking at. All right, Nabil, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your podcast. Uh, Your podcast. Yes, it is. My podcast. <laughs> okay, no, but uh, I'm going to say 9.23 uh, for the first one, and uh, we'll do an 8.76 for the second one. Okay. Uh, wow. You're like, you're like the 8.77. <laughs> me, me grading Manny's electrical <laughs> journal. <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> just kidding. I don't know if we have to bleep that. Who cares? All right. We already said. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. Place of work. Am I wrong? 
Was yeah, but I she's wrong? got my DVDs, so like it's kind of justified. Yeah, and she still has my dialectical journal. You know what? You know what? Tessa, we should fucking kill her to get your whoa, DVDs. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's a suggestion. We should poop her. I think you should have. <laughs> that makes sense. Warner's dad did what to her? No, I think you should. Just bleep both words and sorry. <laughs> and bleep this too, alright? Is there anything you want to say about your dad? or I mean, about anything. About your dad? Your dad? Reveal, do I know that it doesn't matter what funny. I say. You're just going to bleep out the whole thing. Ben, I love how you threw that out just because you knew it was going to get bleeped. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> kind, of kind, of a, kind of a comedy guy. Uh, yeah, the, a only, comedy the only one guy. on this podcast. <laughs> okay. No well, other one. Now kind of it's that famous time. It's time for everybody to plug if they have anything they want to plug before we end the podcast. Uh, this is your plug. time. Any yeah. plug? Okay. You know, if you have any projects oh for working. I'm gonna shit my pants. Not even. Right, I, have a few I got to turn on the camera for this. I was slipping through my textbook oh, yeah. for okay. funsies. Look at this. No shit. I, I can't see his camera. Someone shit. tell me what it is. What is that? That's Borat. That's Oh my god. What's the section? What's the. I don't know. I don't care. I can't even. Research in the humanities. So, yeah, this is your time to plug something. Alright, so first of all. Um, I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel. More info on that later. Ooh. Second, uh, Zodiac Studios is going to be doing something big soon. I oh, you guys read Zodiac really? Pictures. Yeah. And uh, third, uh, new Fish album. Oh, At shit. some point. Excuse uh, me. Do you have any... Wait, Tenzin, Tenzin, I am involved in two of these things and had no idea of any of them. Well, I don't either. I'm just saying I like point, it, though. I like it. I'd like something just, to happen. Honestly, just I, I agree. Let's... Fucking bring right. back. Zodiac. Yeah, ex- exactly. I oh, well, Evan, you might notice I posted on our Facebook page a, like a month ago. I did not. Something big is coming soon to Zodiac <laughs> Pictures, and like a bunch of people liked it. The I'm glad you guys are re- reuniting page. live on the podcast. We have Kanye West here. <laughs> yeah, honestly, something big is coming. No, I was just on my Facebook page and I saw the, the Zodiac Pictures page, so I was like, oh, this will be funny, guys. I like how it gets random likes from just. Like people, I don't even. Oh know no, no! Right. I said, I said, Zodiac oh. pictures will return. That's what I said. <laughs> no, dude, I, I have a Facebook. That on September thirtieth. I'm a mod on two clubs from Pineview, like Facebook pages, like SWAT Club and Pineview Heart to Heart, mm-hmm. and I get notifications on Facebook every week. Literally, at least three people, three random people like those yeah, pages. Yeah. It's I'm so like, strange. why? That's so weird. Like, the Russians are bots. It has to be. It just has to be bots. It has to be bots. Tenzin, your post so. had one like, and it's my Zodiac picture. Oh, yeah. I just, like, once <laughs> I realized it had no likes. You got a likes. bunch of likes, bro. <laughs> no, I, you got a bunch I, of likes. Yeah, I thought it had a bunch of likes, but then I checked and it had none. So I just, like, <laughs> this, is the, this is This is actually broadcasted... This is the equivalent of Manny going, yeah, what's my letterbox name? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had two it's great moments. All right, Connor, is there anything you want to plug? Everyone go on Facebook. Connor plug. Zodiac Connor Park plug. Dude. <laughs> Wait, Tenzin, Tenzin. The, yeah. the, the, the um, URL that we have for the Zodiac Films website is now a porn website. No way. It's called girlsandtheir.webcam. 
but it doesn't actually bring you to anything. If you just click the link on the Facebook page, it brings you to that. <laughs> so <they're> web- <laughs> I have to I have to renew our domain name. That's why I think someone else because it expired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't go to don't now a porn website. <laughs> don't go to filmatic.com. Don't go to filmatic.com. <laughs> oh wait, what? I'm only doing it right now. It's not actually bad. It's just oh, there's a weird a picture here. It's got Connor, me, Justin, and Evan in it. Uh, uh no, this is just some pipes. And <laughs> this is awesome. What's the, what's <laughs> what is like it? A, it's like a Denmark turnkey fill, filling solution. Yeah, what is this? What? Pick your industry. <laughs> yeah, guys, Average. we're actually. Scary. It's just a bottle packaging plant. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're actually a front for a bottle uh, packaging plant <laughs> in Denmark. They actually just allowed me to do this to keep up the, the front and get money. Of the in. Trepco group of companies. Oh, right. It's some extra yeah, cash. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Fucking, I forget the time. All right. Okay. Hey, that's actually uh, this podcast sponsor. <laughs> All right. Any more plugs? Do we have any more plugs? We have like five minutes of shit to cut here. <laughs> no, we're not cutting any of this. Well, the first one is in Charleston. All right. See you guys. Oh. <laughs> Come on, anyone? Does anyone have anything to plug? Or Can not? we just plug Filmatic on Instagram? Plug, not like our Filmatic, but okay. the other Instagram <laughs> account. As long as no one else has anything to plug. Okay, all I'm saying is I'm gonna make Evan do the outro. Okay. You know how Daddy O Five makes the uh, kid do the outro. <laughs> Making you no. the outro. Oh, where you like the crying kid has to be like. Yeah, and if you say the wrong social media, I'm gonna yell at you. Oh wait, okay, sure. okay. What is uh? Don't ask. Right, you me. gotta tell Just me what it. to do as it goes. No, don't you tell me what to say as like. Yeah. Okay. All right, plug the plug the podcast, Evan. Plug it up. <laughs> Follow Filmatic Podcast on Instagram. On on Instagram. At on Filmatic Facebook. Podcast. On Twitter. On no, MySpace. Um, make sure to like <laughs> on Spotify and Apple Music. Apple Podcast. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. Or else Daddy's gonna come back. Daddy's angry. You heard it here first. Thank you everybody for being on this podcast. Thanks for having me on. I had a good time. Right, uh, the worst one yet. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Come on, tough crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everyone just like, to... yeah, yo, yo, that's the worst part. I was like laughing. Me like. I mean, I have nothing. To I mean, we're on a thirty-minute outro oh, at this point. Yeah. Look, they they eight, want this stuff. So they do, they do. Sophia Martinez told Sophia told Martinez us told me she wanted this. Right. Don't quote me. She uh, wanted this. <laughs> but I, uh, I just want this. <laughs> she said the funny part was only good for fun. Oh, okay. We should go right. exclusive, dude, on Spotify. That'd be like right, really good. Deal. Yeah, where's our Spotify deal? I don't know, man. Put it's coming. Down. So. Yeah. No. Thank you everybody for being on the Borat podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see you all for the Austin Powers one coming up. And then Swing Sixties Babies, here we come. Swing Sixties Babies. <laughs> yeah, let me uh Sixties <laughs> Babies. <laughs> and uh like Evan said, follow Filmatic Podcast on Instagram and do the giveaway. <laughs> 
in so three. Everyone in three, two, one. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.